Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from MidAmerica RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Absolutely. And once you're at MidAmericaRV.com, it means you're on your internet browser, so you might as well make your way over to Gunspot.com as well for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about their website is there's no hidden fees when you want to check out, so there's nothing to worry about, which is just absolutely fantastic. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you visit their website, so be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. And while you're strapped up, saddle up in a new ride from Roper Kia, check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And they've recently done it for both of us, mm-hmm. honestly. Yep. Uh, I, and I've said it a million times, I don't remember the last time I bought a vehicle from somewhere else. That's the only place oh, I that have, I buy vehicles never from. have. Uh, I can't go talk to other salesmen because they are too used car salesmen mm-hmm. Yep. Don't get that at Roper. So definitely do check out their inventory online. Like I said, if they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, you're going to save $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Once you have that nicer, newer ride, at some point you're going to need your oils changed and your tire service. So why not go to a place that specializes with that at Downtown Lube right here in Joplin, Missouri? Like I said, they do specialize in that, but they are much more as well. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Not a matter of matter of when that oil change and those tires are going to be serviced or need to be serviced, I should say. So get that taken care of at Downtown Lube. Yep. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks to all of our great sponsors, as always, and our great listeners. A wild weekend uh, in the, in the world of college football. We'd been talking about it, uh, pat ourselves on the back, kind of even thought that we might get a wild weekend. Yeah. And boy, did we. It started Friday night uh, with the loss of USC just getting ran over, quite literally, by Utah. Mm-hmm. They, that's something that we talked about. That Utah team was very good. I knew it was going to be a tough game. I will say, though, I didn't expect a blowout. Uh, Caleb Williams, it sounds like he's got a pretty significant hamstring injury. I even saw it right before we started tonight that it, he's even going to be questionable for their bowl game. You hate to see that, but that USC defense was just getting destroyed. So I don't even think this was a, oh, if he, if he was healthy. And that eventually knocks them out of the college football playoff. But I mean, one hell of a game. That's why conference championships are still so fun and important. Yeah. And with Utah, I mean, they just came and played some, like, smash-mouth football. They were just not scared to, you know, punch USC right in the mouth. USC didn't have a game plan after that, and especially with Caleb Williams going down with an injury. I saw someone, I don't know if it was Lincoln Wright, Riley said it himself, or someone else just had tweeted a, a comment from him, but it was, you know, Caleb Williams hurt that hamstring in the first quarter. Yeah, and very Lincoln early. Riley tried to take him out, and Caleb Williams was like, no, I'm staying in the game. That just kind of hurts your team more than anything. Especially it's like that old Michael Jordan thing. Uh, maybe you were too young to remember. I remember everybody always saying, like, you know, 60% of Michael Jordan is better than 100% of Steve Kerr. <laughs> so if Jordan's sick, he's going out there. He's playing. Like, I think maybe that was a flu game thing. Like, why yeah. would he be so selfish to play in the flu game? Well, 60% of him is better than 100% of Steve Kerr. Yikes. And with Caleb Williams, I do think that if it got to a point where they thought – the backup would have been better. I think they probably would have made a change. Mm-hmm. But watching him play, he was still mobile. He still made some good plays. I, personally, 
am a little worried that he lost the Heisman Trophy on Friday night. Surely, though, they're not going to base it off of what he just did in the conference. He played. Especially if they know he was injured. And he played pretty well, honestly. He still threw for 363 yards and three touchdowns. I I don't think you can look at him and be like, that's the reason why they lost. He played well. And maybe I'm too biased because I do have a bet on this. I still think he's the Heisman Trophy winner. Like, well, if you're not giving it to him, who are you giving it that's to? That's what I was going to say is who else deserves it right now? Like, who else can we look at right now in the world of college football and be like, uh, this guy? And if you have a favorite team or someone that you've kept an eye on all year and they have a great season, I'm sure you're going to throw that name out there. But, like, as a national media and, you know, that everyone's looking at a national landscape, who else besides Caleb Williams right. gets that title? Like, C.J. Stroud is going to be another guy that's up there. He's got a loss, too. He hasn't played exceptionally well. And I, maybe it's stupid. He didn't have his Heisman moment. No, he, I mean, he did not. And his Heisman moment would have been beating Michigan, mm-hmm. and he didn't. Right. He, he, he didn't have a player throw that was like, oh, wow, this is the difference. And for me, Caleb Williams is the only one who did have that Heisman moment. And it does. It, it sounds stupid. It is a thing, though. And it, it definitely amongst... Heisman voters, they they watch for that stuff. They want it. They want that narrative. I do think Caleb Williams is still going to win. I think now it's just going to be a little bit closer in the voting. And I believe we would get those results maybe Monday or Tuesday of this week. So that I, I do think it will still be him. I, I think that he will definitely make the trip to New York for the ceremony. I would expect a guy like C.J. Stroud up there too. I know Saturday while we were watching games, a lot of people were starting to pull for Max Dugan and mm-hmm. put his name out there. However, TCU also loses in just a chaotic fashion to Kansas State. A field goal in overtime does it for them. I have been against TCU all week. Not all week, all year. Okay. <laughs> as you know. And even anti-Max Dugan Yeah, to a certain extent. Is it Dugan or Duggan? Duggan, probably. I don't know. It's D-U-G-G-A-N. Uh-huh. Um, I'll tell you. I watched that kid's post-game presser. <sighs> I'm all in now. Really? I love that kid. Yeah, I love what? it. Have you, did you not get to see I it? I guess not. Oh, yeah. He's, he is like, they're asking him about the game and stuff, and he is fighting back tears, and he's crying. He's like, I won that one so bad. Like, it meant so much to me. I had to have it, and we didn't. We didn't do it. That changed everything for me. <laughs> Nothing he did on the this field. This kid's so passionate about <laughs> coach football. <laughs> like, that's leadership, and that's the kind of like just player that I will root for. Like He yeah. wanted it. And not for any personal accolades, which I get even, like, no shame if you were like, yeah, I wanted it because I wanted a Heisman Trophy or whatever. Like, the passion and the leadership that that kid has, fan for life now. <laughs> I feel That's so bad. That's why I like hype videos, man. It just gets me rolling. <laughs> yeah. You just get an emotional post-conference. I feel so bad that I've shit on him at all at any point in his career. Even, like, against Texas. Like That one just got me. Like, the Tebow, you're never going to see a player harder than yeah. I am. Um, that one did it for me. Now you got this one. I love that stuff. Those those guys that can rally the troops. Yep, a sucker for it. So now I feel bad that they lost, and I don't think that he's a Heisman Trophy guy either. But I think he might get some votes. Yeah, and he he might deserve to even be there. I usually they send three or four, sometimes even five guys. I still wish our guy Bijan Robinson would get an invite, but it just doesn't sound like that's gonna happen. Drake May at North Carolina, maybe he gets. An opportunity to mm-hmm. go. I, again, I don't think that he deserves to win it. I don't even know that he deserves any first place votes. But maybe you know you get a couple guys like that that 
they do get the invite, and, and that's a big deal to have that experience, especially for a younger guy mm-hmm. like a Drake May to to go through it. And then he's probably going to enter next season as a, at least a Heisman favorite, a top five Heisman favorite, him and Caleb Williams both. So I, I am excited to watch it and see. I think this is maybe the most wide open the Heisman Trophy has been in December and forever. Like, I feel pretty confident that Caleb Williams is going to win it. I don't feel real confident. Yeah. I mean, some of my throws, Stetson Bennett, I don't know. He's one of the top four. I mean, Stetson Bennett, Caleb Williams, Max Duggan, and then CJ Stroud are the the highest four at the odds right now. Mm -hmm. Stetson Bennett, I think he's going to get some votes, actually. (laughs) Let the team undefeated. You're number one. You won a national title last year. You Uh absolutely annihilated LSU in the SEC championship game. Mm -hmm. After, man, after those first two games, watching USC lose, and then watching TCU lose. When that SEC game tip kicked off, I thought they might lose as well. <laughs> it did not take long to be like, okay, they're still really good. This yep, is not Georgia. going <laughs> to happen tonight. But it was really exciting to watch those games and to get those upsets. And this is another one of those things. Uh, everybody that hates the expansion of the college football playoff, yeah, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get big-time upsets like this in the college football playoff because Kansas State probably would have been, I guess they might have been just out of the playoff, but you're going to get teams like this yeah, that are going to go and they're going to upset the number two or three team. Or I guess it was three and four, both get upset. And I'm all about it. And for TCU, I think there was a lot of talk of do they deserve to stay in. I thought they did. Mm-hmm. You lose one game, it's in your conference championship game. You can't put Alabama in over that. They're a two-loss team. TCU only loses one game. So I am actually, I've been a pretty big supporter of Alabama and Nick Saban. I am glad they are not in the playoff. I'm just surprised that the college football playoff committee just did not put them in. Like, especially too, with honestly. TCU losing, I thought they were going to be like, boom, Alabama's in. Awesome. Yeah. That's what we Thank want. God. Uh, yeah. We get Ohio <laughs> State and Alabama. Because like USC loses, it's like, whoop, okay. Like, hey, there's Ohio State. We know they're in now. Then here comes TCU, and they lose, and it was a close game. So I really, I just, props to the college football playoff committee for not just deciding to go, all right, Alabama's in. It's like, no, we're going to stick to it. TCU, that was a close game. It was a fun game. Max Duggan clearly is very passionate about this. He put the team on his back several times on a lot of those drives. Still come up short. Let's give him a shot. And who knows what they do against Michigan. Maybe they come out against Michigan and just light them up through the air. And Michigan's like, we can't run the ball anymore. We can't. This can't be our bread and butter. We're going to have to throw it. Maybe TCU can get some you know, plays off that defensively. Hopefully. Honestly, this is wild. I'm rooting for TCU and Ohio get State. Get out of here. <laughs> Good God. I, uh, I apologize to any Horned Frog fans because this is definitely the kiss of death. Yeah. I'm rooting for TCU over Michigan. That's how easily I can be swayed. <laughs> it took a 15-second clip to completely change my mind about the TCU Horned Frogs. You're going to have to go watch something about J.J. McCarthy or something. Nah, fam. Or Edwards, the <laughs> running back from Michigan. I, I think I might have rooted for TCU over them regardless. I don't like Michigan. At all? I don't like. Um, I really liked Charles Woodson. Mm-hmm. I loved being able to like say in my lifetime I saw a defensive player, the only defensive player, win the Heisman. That's something that my daughters are not interested in at all, but it's something I'll be able to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked them in that era. 
even before Charles Woodson and after Charles Woodson, I've just never liked him. I love their helmets. Jim Harbaugh has ruined them. But I've always been Ohio State over Michigan even within that rivalry. Well, I know the picture of you in the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah, I just... eighth grade fall Man, festival dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your boy rocking that Ohio State <laughs> puka shell necklace. Atta boy. Gang, gang, dog. But I just I, I never really have liked Michigan. I do worry that it's like Georgia that's going to win it. I, just, I don't see anyone here. Like even if Michigan wins, right, and then – if Michigan beats TCU and Georgia beats Ohio State and it's Georgia versus Michigan, one versus two. Doesn't it also feel like one versus four? So it's Georgia one, Michigan mm-hmm. two, TCU three, Ohio State four. It feels like whoever wins the Georgia-Ohio State game, that's your national champ. Pretty much, yeah. It's it, like, which is crazy to say, and maybe you know a lot of people aren't thinking that, but that's the way I feel. Michigan's already beat Ohio State. Like There's a possibility we have a rematch of Michigan, Ohio State, and the national championship. Yeah. Like a rivalry game like that in a national championship? I know I said I was rooting for TCU. I'm also kind of rooting for that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just you're just rooting for the I'm, I'm low-key interested in every matchup you can get here. TCU versus Georgia. Georgia. Michigan, great. Two undefeated yeah. teams. Like You can't question the fact that they, they belong. Yep. TCU beats Michigan. Georgia wins. TCU versus Georgia. Okay, I'll probably pull for TCU in that one. Just like bloodbath. Hey, let's go That'd for the underdog. Such a bad game. <laughs> yeah, just a nine. Jalen Carter. Just yeah. If there's an MVP for the game, that's who it's going to. He I think the matchup that, that, that you don't want to see is probably TCU and Ohio State. Yeah, that just feels like the smallest matchup that you could get. But man, Michigan and Ohio State in that rematch. That honestly might be the best game. I know that Michigan kind of ran away with it. Mm-hmm. Get them in a neutral site, even uh, a little bit of revenge game. That might be, that might be the best matchup that you could possibly get. But we'll find out uh, pretty soon with the playoff. Uh, it's what at the, like the end of December with the Heisman Trophy next Saturday, I believe. Army Navy game next Saturday. It is bittersweet that college football is like it's over. Yeah, we're getting into bowl games. I, I saw. All the bowl games announced today. It looks like there's going to be some really good matchups. And there were also some, also some other really good games. Uh, Clemson finally made a change at quarterback and starts their young freshman, and he leads them to an ACC championship. I couldn't help but watch him and see that game and think, if Dabo Sweeney would have made that move much earlier in the season, mm-hmm. made that change, Clemson's probably a top-four team. I mean, it, it feels like it, especially with the way the team just, like, rallied around him. Like, it just was – you could tell there was just you – know, sometimes you make a change to hope for, like, a boost, right? Maybe this mm-hmm. will kind of spark our offense into something. It sparked the whole team. Yep. I mean, you came in the second half and just destroyed North Carolina. I had North Carolina plus seven. Ruined my $6,000 parlay that I would have possibly won. <laughs> Is that Thank what you. did it for you? Yeah, F you, North Carolina. That's what I have to say. <laughs> not cool. No, not at all. Um, that was a good matchup, though. And I, I think Clemson uh, with Klubnik, that's another guy going into next year. Him versus uh, Drew, uh, Drake May mm-hmm. on Saturday. That's, uh, that's a good little preview of what the ACC has next year. A lot of good players coming back in college football. And you know, a lot of players entering the transfer portal and stuff yeah. like that now. That's going to heat up real quick. I mean, especially like DJ Uyunglele. I'm going to assume he enters the transfer portal. I, I mean, he's ha- he has to. Where's he going? And I don't know that he can go to... Another big program. 
Could you go to a Mizzou? Does Mizzou have a court? And I they think have they have a young they, freshman that they they recruited, baseball player and football player. Mm-hmm. They're excited about him. Yeah, he's Oklahoma State. To I mean, Sanders is leaving right. He's got to be. I don't yeah. know about anything else they have. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if if you if you give him a chance at one of those programs though. Man, based off what you have possibly coming in, I mean, he just he looked really bad this year. Yeah, he did not. It, and we heard coming into the offseason that you know he spent more time studying, being better prepared, and was taking care of himself in the weight room and his diet. It just did not translate to the field whatsoever. No, and you know sometimes you can do everything off the field like you're supposed to, but once you get on the field, it's a little bit of a different story. You still have to be able to get it done there. And I do almost feel bad for him. I don't. I don't know where he can transfer to. Honestly, I think he's going to have to go to a much lower level team. I, I don't know what so. the the one that I like immediately came to mind for me was South Carolina, right there in state with yeah. Clemson. I don't even know where he's from, but they already hit with Spencer Rattler. But the thing is, I think Spencer Rattler has more eligibility. Yeah, as I said, I don't, I don't know that he's a draft prospect, even though he had a good year. Like, I don't know that he's a guy that needs to come out. Like, you might make more. I, he will make more money at South Carolina than he would in the NFL. Yeah, and the two big games that he won at the end of the year. I mean, it just mm-hmm. is going to carry him into next season. It feels like South Carolina got rolling just too late. But, I mean, they're set to play Notre Dame in a bowl game, so that's going to be exciting. Clemson, they're set to play Tennessee in a game, so it's just like those are going to be true tests, especially for the new quarterback at four. Clemson, Klubnik, is that his name correct? Klubnik, is that Klubnik, something similar to that. Mm-hmm. But it's like these are going to be some fun matchups, and you know, if, I'm assuming they're going to be playing. It's going to be interesting to see how they do play against another level of competition like this, especially Rattler playing against Notre Dame. Yeah, and even the bowl game could still kind of change his his draft status a lot too. He did play well uh, there at the, the end of the season. To me, he's just, I, I've seen all I need to see. I don't know that he's a draft guy, it, especially in like round one or round two. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to take him around three, round four, and maybe bet on that potential and him getting a chip on his shoulder, like maybe I would do that. I would even be a little hesitant to do that. He's, he's kind of a little dickhead. I, I don't know. Nothing about him makes me think, yeah, if we take a flyer on him in round five, he's going to come in and work his ass off. Even if you saw a 15-second clip on Twitter, it wouldn't change your mind? No, because I already saw all of, like, QB1. Yeah, no <laughs> He joke. was just a jerk to all of his teammates. <laughs> so I don't know that I would. Uh, I've already seen my 15-second clip. I'm all set on that. But I, where DJU is going to end up, I, I think that he maybe even has to go smaller than that, maybe group of five schools or Dang, I'd just be, it'd just be nuts for me to see that big of a a jump down. One of the it, biggest recruits in his class. I know, and that's what it makes me wonder, too, because Rattler went from Oklahoma to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. In a sense, it's almost like a jump in terms of conference play, and it took you all year to kind of catch on with it. But, like, right, man, it'd be <laughs> – if he leaves the ACC or top level – because when he joined Clemson, they were at the top, right? Like, they were there. Clemson yeah, he was, was taking Clemson. the place of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And then it's just down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. how fast they can fall. Um, and some other coaching changes. We kind of talked about it. Now it is official, though. Deion Sanders going to Colorado. And music. I, I saw a lot of people not too happy about it, but what do you expect, man? Like, <laughs> you're at Jackson State and you get a call from a D1 school. 
You gotta take that job. Yeah, and his quote was, "You either get elevated or terminated in this business." I'm getting elevated. I'm going to the Pac-12. Yeah, and he's another one of those guys. I haven't been a super big supporter of him. I thought he would fail as a coach. Uh, I yeah. thought it was a gimmick. I thought it was maybe a one and done. He has done a really good job there. Uh, they've already got some recruits that are, are committing even to Colorado, and it's only been like a day. I think it happened like what yesterday mm-hmm. on Saturday, and now that you've already got some kids. Um, I think a lot of those players are going to be able to make the jump with him. Uh, yeah. Travis Hunter, the number one recruit in the nation last year to Jackson State, he can play at that level, yeah, for sure. So I, I, I would assume that he probably transfers up. I, I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I haven't heard or read any. I mean, you would think and hope so at least, especially if you're Dion, like making the jump to Colorado. I was like, hey, I need some of the best players here to kind of come with me. Is his son a senior? His son is going to transfer to Colorado with him. Wow. Mm -hmm. Taking him with him. Uh, And he did say, he came out and said, he will have to earn the the spot. Yeah. I I don't know much about him, honestly. I don't know if he can play on that level. Yeah. I mean, this is a a Power 5 conference still. Colorado is very bad. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe he can. Maybe he gets up there and they, they don't have much at quarterback. Or or maybe he can just earn his spot. I, I don't know. I really don't know much about him. But it's going to be interesting to see. And honestly, with the Dion thing, I was, I was very, very wrong. He was very successful in his two years at Jackson State, uh, a program that I really knew not anything about yeah. before. I mean, especially with the whole uh... – being able to recruit and get his team to win and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of buy into everything. And, you know, we're sitting here watching this Kansas State Chiefs game live. Once again, with the gimmicky shit along the goal line. Just got to, or just ignore it. Let's just, you went on a tangent about last week. I thought I'd get into a little bit of just how annoying um, that is. I just, I'll never understand it. But what I guess I don't understand either is how Dion is going to turn Colorado around. Because if he does, where does he go next? If he turns around Colorado in the Pac-12, where are you going? Florida State. Damn. <laughs> I, uh, you got a little pressure on yourself in Tallahassee now because he, I would assume he wants that job. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's his alma mater. That's where he would want to be. But Florida State looks not like they're kind of on the way back, though. Right. Yeah, so maybe a little bit more pressure uh, to actually get it done. But Florida State has been good, and there's a reason why that job's not open. For them, but I would assume that would be like the top job. Like for me, the top job would be Texas. This is a dream, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would assume for Dion that it's similar. It'd be Florida State. <laughs> yeah. Not similar at all, actually, uh, because he actually went there and was very, very good. <laughs> I am just a fan <laughs> with no actual ties to uh, the university. Uh, so there's a will, well, there's track. a way, pal. <laughs> yeah. No, so me and Barrett and Dion, very similar, you know. Just, uh, <laughs> Play me my music, boys of fall. Here we go. Uh, I I've kind of I've kind of come around on Dion too though. Uh, I was I was wrong. I thought that it wouldn't work. I'm rooting for him, and even the little graphic that they made. I don't know if it was Dion that posted, or if it was Colorado. Dion and the gear looked pretty swaggy. I was just yeah. Like, we were looking out. Oh my god! Last night, touchdown or fumble? I think that's a touchdown. Fucking Patrick Mahomes, baby. That's what I'm freaking talking about. That's why you got to listen to the show live. <laughs> oh, my God. That was incredible. Who gets the touchdown? Allegretti? Allegretti. <laughs> or yeah. Patrick Look Mahomes. at him. When I the ball crosses the line. You got the punter on the field. Get off there, Townsend. 
Take your That's a touchdown. Ball across the goal line. That's what I'm talking Pretty about. Pretty exciting little um, NFL weekend, too, though. Yes, it has um, been. A lot of shakeup, too, at the quarterback position. Had a couple guys get hurt. And then over the weekend, the Rams put Matt Stafford on the IR, which uh, doesn't officially end his season, but it pretty, pretty much, much does. does yeah. Um, and, man, the Rams, what a fall from grace they have had. I know that we've talked about them a little bit here in the last couple episodes. But, I mean, it is just – it's not good. I don't know if they win another game this year. I haven't checked their score uh, for today as we record uh, while these games are still going on. But here's the crazy thing that I low-key love about the Rams not being good. The Detroit Lions own their first pick in the draft, <laughs> yeah. which as of right now is a top-five pick in the draft. So the Lions and the Lions fans – like the Lions won – Again today. Yes. Kiss of death for me. I said Dan Campbell was getting fired. He's not. Keep that same energy. Keep the, it. the man is staying, and he's building something there. The Lions are 5-7. and seven. So Lions fans can be happy with every little win and any little just glimpse of progress they make mm-hmm. while also knowing the Rams absolutely suck, and we're going to have a high pick. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's just like, okay, hey, what do we need? What else do we want to add to this team? Uh, hopefully someone in the secondary. That'd be really huge. Someone that can catch defensively for an interceptions. Maybe you add to the offensive line again. It's just yeah. it, you You're can have do a lot what, of you can they trade. Would, you can trade back. They would have the number four overall pick in the draft right now. And when you look at the teams that are drafting in front of them, Houston feels like they're going to take a quarterback. They're yeah. done with the Davis Mills bullshit. Chicago, not taking a quarterback. Yeah. Seattle, picking at three. Maybe takes a quarterback. Maybe. But then Detroit sitting right there uh, at four. You almost hope that eventually. And that's another one. Seattle has Denver's pick. Yeah. Like we're talking about the Lions. Is Denver going to run into some wins? I, I don't know, I think they man. won again today. They, they lost again today and also failed to score 17 points. Yeah, I was talking about the Seattle winning, yes. I, the Broncos, again, yeah, like you said, they only scored nine points. They scored under 17. <laughs> you fucked up. Like, you, you, <laughs> you fucked set up. your franchise back 20 years. I feel, man, so much. Because, I mean, you got what? Is it was two years in a row for your first-round draft picks? Was it two or three? I think it was two. Like, what are you going to do next year? Mm-hmm. I mean, and you're stuck with that contract mm-hmm. That's for a while. Big time. You know, it, Russell Wilson is just not playing well at all. I mean, even today he went 17 of 22. So if you just look at that part, it's like, okay, maybe he did something Threw for 189 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, no creativity. (laughs) If you're the ownership, you're the front office with the Broncos, you got to fire Nathaniel Hackett because you're stuck with the quarterback for a while. You have to go out and get a coach that can be a little bit more creative on the offensive side. He's an, he's an, he was an offensive coordinator. Yeah. And you can't get a team that's led by Russell Wilson to score 19 points. Maybe it is Russ. A lot of it's got to go to Nathaniel Hackett, too, because that's just embarrassingly bad. Oh, I mean, I've been to be very surprised if he doesn't get fired after this year. Yeah, I don't even know if he makes it the whole season. And, I mean, speaking of, you know, the Bears, they're a top three pick right now, or top two. Mm -hmm. Who are you drafting there? You taking Jalen Carter at two? You add your defensive line? Will Anderson? You know, and that's another thing that we kind of just glossed over, too, is it's going to be interesting to see what some of these guys do, especially the two Alabama players. Mm -hmm. Because right now I'm looking at this draft order, and I'm thinking that's 
Bryce Young, number one. Yep. Will Anderson, number two. <laughs> They're not in the college football playoff. Yeah. Nick Saban, we'll see what he does. I think a lot of guys like to play for him and finish out the season strong. Those two guys shouldn't hit the field. Like, no, if you really, if you're looking out for those two young men, you should not advise them to play. And another Do thing about Nick Saban is he's so good at getting guys to come back, too. Mm-hmm. Like, can you get Will Anderson to come back for another year? Yeah, may, like, maybe. Like, it's like, hey, like last year, you know, it just wasn't it. Come on. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young, he started another year, too, doesn't he? I was, yeah, they, they could both come back for another season. We saw it with Najee Harris. Like, yeah. just and Mac Jones. He was going to leave and go to the draft. It wasn't Mac Jones, it was it? Who was it that came in that extra year and we were kind of surprised he stayed? Devontae Smith stayed for an extra year. Yeah. Najee Harris. Tua? No, I feel Tua. like there was one of their quarterbacks that was like, oh, wow, we're surprised he stayed back for another year. I thought they both left early. Hmm. But they, they always have guys on the defensive side, too. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, no, I'm coming back for another year. Because at Alabama, it's about winning national championships. So maybe they do get that. You don't want to leave when you didn't make the college football playoff for him. Yeah. Maybe Bryce Young says, I don't really want to go to Houston. I'm going back to Alabama. Yeah. I want to make $5 million. And then we'll see who has the first pick next year. I would I would not be excited about playing in Houston. That's for damn sure. So maybe that's another storyline to watch. I, I feel like Bryce Young is as good as gone. Yeah. But what if he's not? <laughs> what if he does sit out the bowl game and he's like, hey, next year, coming back though. Yeah. I would kind of root for it. I would. I mean, honestly, I kind of would, too. If you were my son, take the money, dummy. <laughs> we're going to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I know you're making five. You want to make 35? But if I were an Alabama fan, yeah, I'd welcome you back. How much do they make in, uh, like, first-rounders? What's their contract? They're going to make first a, lot, pick? a lot of money, over 10. I thought it was, like, in a 30, 35. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah. I don't know what the exact number is, but I don't know that there's any NIL money that could touch first overall pick. I mean, I would hope not. If you're making first-round pick money in, as in college, <laughs> stay every year, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe it is enough to entice him. And you know there's always those little insurance deals like, hey, if your draft status takes a hit, here's a couple mil. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you could get that much money. But it is Nick Saban. It is Alabama. We've seen stranger things happen. Uh, Andrew Luck is a guy that went back for an extra year. Matt Leinart, after winning a Heisman, came back for another season. You see it at the quarterback position. Some of these dudes just love being in college. Yeah. Even our guy, B. John Robinson, there's a lot of talk that he might go back to Texas. Uh-huh. I'm not going to let my heart get broken like that again. So I'm not getting my hopes up. But there is chatter that you know some guys like that could go back. And we do see it every year where there's at least, you know, one or two surprises of, wow, this guy loves college football. He's going back. Yeah. So I uh, love it. I it's crazy it. because football is like it's over, but there's this whole other part now. <laughs> yeah. Because you get the I mean, transfer have, portal, you got guys declaring for the draft. We have free agency in college football now. And I do mm-hmm. wonder, you know, I'm probably too late to make this rule, but I wish there was like a set time period where it's like, okay, hey, these are where – you get to talk and interact with transfer portals. Yes. Like, figure out who your list of players is, submit that, reach out. These are, now, during this time period, you're allowed to talk to them. Yeah. That way it's not just the wild, wild west, and, you know, there's a school that's, like, maybe over, like overlooked or missed it or didn't think they had a chance at recruiting this kid, and it's too late. Instead, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, hey, this is who we want to talk to. Like a little two-, two three-month window. Exactly. 
close it, open it up in the summer. Yep. Guys should be able to transfer in the summer, especially if you're fighting all spring for a job and then you just don't get it. Transfer in the summer. Go somewhere else. But, yeah. It is still very much the Wild Wild West. I think they're trying to rein some things in, especially with the transfer portal. But, uh, you know, back to the NFL stuff that we got talking on. It is wild to look at the draft order. Not all games are finished on Sunday yet, as we record. But having, you know, teams like Houston and Chicago right there at the top. But the funniest picks in this entire order are number three, the Seattle Seahawks, who have played very well this year, own the Denver Broncos pick. Mm-hmm. Number four right now, the Detroit Lions own the Rams pick. And number six, the Philadelphia Eagles own the New Orleans Saints pick. Did I, Like when all those trades went down, I did not think, oh, well, obviously the Lions will be picking number four overall because they have the Rams pick. <laughs> yeah. I thought the Broncos would be picking very low. I thought the Rams would. I thought the Saints would be like middle of the road mm-hmm. at worst. And now they're, you know, number six right there. And all three of those teams, the Seahawks, they've played much better than I thought they would. The Lions have played much better than I thought they would. And the Eagles might actually be the best team in football. Like, they've got the record. I, you can make the argument. I don't think they are. Who? The Eagles. At first, I thought you said the Lions. That's why I was like, that's why I gave you the hottest team right now. (laughs) Nobody wants to play the Lions. Hey, man, I know, I know, I said keep that same energy, but I didn't mean to go that far. (laughs) (laughs) You really drinking the Kool Aid over there? (laughs) And then a couple of the things that happened today: Lamar Jackson goes down with a knee injury, and um, I didn't really see what the narrative was on Twitter. My immediate thought was, he does not have a contract for next year. How bad's that? that uh, my immediate thought was he lost all that money. It's mm-hmm. gone. He's like he's just not going to get it. He's not going to get what he probably should have made. He's probably not going to get what he wanted. Like, there was a chance he was going to have to play on the franchise tag already. Yeah. And now, like, if I'm the Ravens, and it sucks to say it, but you do have to think about it as a business, not just as a person. I, I'm probably tabling those any discussions. You know, at least until you figure out how bad his knee is. Oh yeah, probably franchise tag him anyway. You're like, hey, we're not really coming to a deal here. He hasn't played well this year. He is not. And I know it. It sounds a little bit stupid. Tyler Huntley has played very well when he's in there. I mean, it's pretty much just like the offense doesn't skip a beat. Like he does the same things. Mm-hmm. Even today, they were they're really struggling to score. And that Broncos defense has has been good. Mm-hmm. It's the only like bright spot that they have. Yeah. But it is bright. They held the, the Ravens to 10 points. But Tyler Huntley came in, and he played most of that game. And he wasn't bad. And he has the touchdown, the rushing touchdown, that eventually gives them the lead. Yeah. And he's, he is super cheap. You, I mean, you want to keep Lamar Jackson. But if he is injured, and he is wanting a lot of money, the Ravens low-key could feel a little bit confident in what they have. Oh, I feel like you'd be fine, right? Like, you're okay with the current situation. Like, you never want to see your starting quarterback go down. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But when you have Huntley there, it's like, okay, we might be able to make this work. And Lamar Jackson from Adam Schefter, you know, John, Har- John Harbaugh said, you know, Lamar Jackson's knee is days to weeks. It's not season ending, and there'll be further testing on Monday. Well, so he's probably going to be out for a couple weeks. Yeah, days to weeks does not sound good. No, that sounds like a month. Maybe that's just like. me being a pessimist. Mm-hmm. I heard the weeks part. <laughs> <laughs> not, okay, that's that's the real answer. You're throwing out days to be an optimist. The real answer is weeks. Mm-hmm. That's two to three weeks in my brain. I have no idea what he did. I haven't even watched the play because I'm afraid to. In my brain, that's two to three weeks. 
Oh, you haven't seen the injury? Nope. I, I don't watch those things, that bad. Even if it's not that bad, I still... Sometimes I have a weaker stomach than usual. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I'll watch it. Whatever. Like, oh, CBS showed the replay. I'm not going to be that person. It's like, stop showing the replay. Hey, guess what, loser? Turn the channel if you don't want to watch it. <laughs> the CBS is not forcing your eyeballs to watch that injury. Uh, but today was not one of those days. Not feeling the, the knee injuries. <laughs> can't do it. So no can't do'sville on that one. Um, and then Jimmy G also went down with a foot injury earlier today in this game, which is weird. He's been playing pretty damn well. Yeah, it looks like the – I shouldn't – I'm not going to say the future, but he just looks like he's the guy for in San Francisco. Yeah, I, if you would have asked me six hours ago what I thought the, the 49ers would do with him, I would have at least kicked around the idea that they're maybe toying with bringing him back. Mm-hmm. It, with Trey Lance having this injury. Did he tear his ACL? Am I wrong? Who, Jimmy G? Trey Lance. I think it was. But, you know, with how well Jimmy G had played this season so far, and who knows how long he's going to be out, I guess I still wouldn't even be surprised. If they tried to bring him back, I th- I do think there's going to be a little bit of a market for him though. Some of these teams that need like the Saints, tell me the Saints wouldn't take a shot at Jimmy G over what they've seen with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. You don't have a high enough pick to get a quarterback, and you need something, something there. I mean, that's just one team. The Panthers are another team that could take a chance and get a quarterback. The Colts are always going to need a quarterback. Yeah, the, the Falcons. Uh, the Steelers probably should have taken a chance to get Jimmy G. They have Kenny Pickett now, so I, I don't think they'll take a chance with Jimmy G. They I wonder should. how much time they're going to really give him. He didn't look awful today, but it's still just like, I don't know if they look at it and go, all right, sweet, we got something here. Yeah, I don't. I don't. If I were a Steelers fan, I, Kenny Pickett has shown me nothing to be excited about. Yeah, I mean, you get a win today against Atlanta. So you're still, you know, able to possibly put Mike Tomlin in a position where he's still never had a losing season. That's okay, I guess, but Mm -hmm. yikes. Yeah, that's about all that you've got going for you on that one. And then um, another game I wanted to talk about was the Eagles game. Eagles versus Titans. Eagles put up 35 points. Titans only able to put up 10 points. We talked about the MVP, and I, I hate when we sound too Chiefs bias. I thought Jalen Hurts put his name in the hat again for... The MVP, mm-hmm. uh, the way that he played today, 360 yards, three touchdowns, it, it, four touchdowns, added one rushing too. And some of the throws that he made in a big-time game were impressive. I, I think that his Heisman, Heisman, his MVP odds will at least take a jump. I still think Mahomes is the guy. Yeah. But Jalen Hurts played very well today, and he did most of it through the air. I mean, I was watching – the red zone channel and a lot of what they were doing, they were not even running the ball. They weren't even thinking no. about running the ball. Which and is, that's another thing with Jalen Hurts that you know, people have been kind of nitpicky on. Like, oh, it can't beat you through the air. Well, he just beat a pretty good Titans team through the air. Yeah, and the secondary is probably the, the weaker point for the Tennessee Titans. Yes. <laughs> but it's still the fact of like how you dominated them through the air. Like you'd get in situations where like, okay, we got to take a shot down the field. And you did it successfully. And mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts did that time and a time again this game. And, you know, his first touchdown was to um, to Smith. And it's just like, okay, well, there's that. And then you get another one to A.J. Brown later in the game, which I've seen that replay about four or five times. And I just cannot understand how A.J. Smith is able to just be like, I know I'm going to be able to catch this ball directly on top of his shoulder. Mm-hmm. 
Like, his hands are just strong enough to be like, it's not going to get through my hands, hit his shoulder pads, and bounce up in the air. It's like, I'm just going to wait, boom, got it, see you, thank you, touchdown. He does I, that all the time, too. And every time I see A.J. Brown go off or even just have a big play for the, the Eagles, mm-hmm. I always think back to draft night when he got traded. There were so many people that hated that trade. Yeah. Like, why would you pay this receiver that much money? You give up a first-round pick. It has been very beneficial. I thought it was stupid because I was like, why does A.J. Brown want to go to the Eagles? <laughs> Jalen Hurts isn't going to be able to give him the ball down the field. <laughs> Put my foot right in my mouth. But that's, again, another thing I say all the time. That's why I love sports. It's because you think that you know that something's going to fail. Yeah. And then it turns around immediately. It's like, yeah, why would you want to go to the Eagles? They suck. Like, Jalen Hurts is probably not even any good. They make a couple changes, and now Jalen Hurts looks like... Like, honestly, if I had to vote for the MVP, it would be Patrick Mahomes, one. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts, two. Yeah. Easily. And Coach of the Year is Nick Sirianni. I know we talked about that last episode. It's just how well he's doing. They're 11-1 and right now. Mm -hmm. And we started this season talking about how down the NFC was. I don't know that the NFC is down. I think we just didn't know which teams were going to be good. (laughs) That's very, very, very true. And even with the Vikings today, uh, I believe they came out with the victory. But it's it's still one of those situations where they did against the Jets. Are the are the Vikings kind of getting caught up to? Are the Jets just that good? You know, you lose by a score. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's just fun because we look at the AFC and it's like it's going to be so tough, and then you look at the NFC and it's just maybe there's just so much parity there, like right. the Commanders and Giants they end up in a tie. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at some of these other teams here, and it's just we still don't know. Tomorrow night we get Saints and Buccaneers. They're still wide open on who's going to get through Colts and Cowboys tonight. Going to be honest with you, really not that interested on in watching it. San Francisco <laughs> talking, is yeah. beating the Dolphins right now. I'm assuming they come out with the victory, depending on how the rest of that fourth quarter goes. The Seahawks look like they're going to beat the Rams. It's just the teams that we didn't expect to be good are being good. I think the Cowboys could be a good team, somebody to deal with. Yeah, even yeah. Like their Thanksgiving game where they blew out the Vikings. Mm-hmm. That, I think that kind of showed what they're capable of. Where they could be scary. I am also not interested at all in watching them play the Colts. <laughs> no. <I> just, <laughs> How is that game not flexed? Like, and here's what the, are you and doing? here's the thing. The Colts are going to win. Probably. <laughs> like, that's how it's going to happen. We're gonna be None like, of us are going to watch it. We're going to be watching Yellowstone or <laughs> whatever else. And I'm going to wake up on Monday and be like, oh, my God, what happened? Like, Sam Ellinger is going to come in <laughs> and lead a drive. I'm like, what is happening here? Uh, that's also something that is so Cowboys. Yes. You'll, you'll blow out the Vikings when everybody expects a, a close game, and then you'll get your ass kicked by the Colts. It's like the Cowboys are so much better when nobody's talking about them. And then as soon as they get that America's team, they're in Dallas. Everybody's watching. Big market. Here they are. Look at the Cowboys. Chance to get to the Super Bowl. (laughs) They just shit the bed. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen in the playoffs. I know they're going to lose to somebody in the playoffs that they shouldn't lose to. Probably going to be the 49ers again. Yeah, it would be the 49ers with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Which I, oh, yeah. I still can't believe he's in uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo today. I can't believe that man's in the NFL. I I apologize to Brock Purdy and any of his fans who are listening. I watched that kid play for what felt like seven years at Iowa, Iowa State. State uh-huh. Not once did I ever think, yeah, he's going to make it. In I remember NFL. asking you guys, like, do you think Brock Purdy makes it to the NFL? And you and your brother both, nah, no chance <laughs> in hell. He ends up with Kyle Shanahan. Probably going to be a starter. I used to be when I first started doing this and like paying attention and kind of scouting. I used to be so optimistic on guys. 
and then just jaded year after year. <laughs> I'm like, this guy actually sucks. And if you want to be accurate when it comes to scouting, say everyone's bad. You are going to hit more often than not if you yeah. just come out and you say everybody's bad. This guy is going to be a bust. You will hit more often than if you say everyone's good. Which is, that's another strategy that there are a lot of scouts out there. <laughs> Not in the NFL, but on Twitter, <laughs> they love everyone. Yeah. They're afraid to say anything negative. And so I guess I kind of heel turn. I was like, you know what? No, everyone sucks. Brock Purdy, never going to make it. All these other guys, Spencer Rattler, never going to make it. But it's whatever. Uh, we also had the return of Deshaun Watson today. I didn't watch that game. Again, I watched the Red Zone stuff, so I didn't see a lot of his highlights. Didn't look like he played well. And the one thing that was like notable for me is that the NFL really buried that game. Oh, and like mm-hmm. I get it from a, a PR stance. You don't want a lot of people talking about that game. Him back in Houston, he gets booed, throws an interception. Uh, I'm glad that he had to go through that stuff. But the NFL, they they buried it. I don't. And are they even telling like the other networks like, hey, by the way, <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. Like the highlight package, it's 30 seconds. Say he's back, move on. I don't even say they give 30 seconds. I think it's like 10. Like, Deshaun Watson, the Browns, get the victory. It was like, yeah. Browns beat the Texans today. Yeah. You didn't mention Deshaun Watson's name. Yeah, defensive touchdown. And moving on to the next game. It, <laughs> it is going to be wild to see uh, the kind of attention that he gets. This one in Houston, we'll see what happens when they return uh, back to Cleveland eventually. But they did get a win. They're sitting there at 5-7. and seven. And as much as he might be a scumbag, he's good at football. And I think that he came out and played pretty rusty today, but that Browns team could be something to deal with if he comes back and looks anything like he did in Houston. Yeah, and the thing too is, if like they even get like a smidge of that with the weapons that like they've kind of helped develop, like especially receiver wise, just outside of Amari Cooper, like Schwartz has made some plays. We've already seen Donovan Peoples Jones. We've seen him flash at times. If you get that rolling with Deshaun Watson, once he gets the rust kind of shaken off. That could be an issue. I don't know where they're at in, close, in terms of possibly making the playoffs. You know what I mean? If they get there um, as a wild card team, if they're able to get a victory and move on, they could be one of those teams where they just get hot at the right time and everything starts to make sense and roll. And then it's just a, ooh, okay then. Yeah, they definitely could. Uh, I think that's it for us today, though. A little bit of a short show. Uh, no show for us on Thursday. Uh, because I will be on daddy duty, but we will be back next week on Sunday, breaking down a, a full week of news yeah. and games. I'm sure we'll have a lot, especially uh, with the Heisman Trophy. Is the Heisman Trophy ceremony Saturday? I believe it is. So a lot to deal with. Uh, we thank you guys for listening, putting up with us. As you always do, listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or right here in the call-in app. But we appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you again next Sunday.